Hey everyone, before I tell you about the conversation with Krishna, I just want to say a quick thank you for helping me reach this milestone. I'm so happy we are a 50,000 strong community of music and art enthusiasts and you've helped me discover a lot of great artists this past year and for that I'm very grateful. And yes, the conversation with Krishna happened because it was the number one request that came my way for the 50k special. So of course, I had to reach out to him and I was very apprehensive and um, fully ready for disappointment, but he very great graciously accepted and for that I thank him. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. We've covered a lot of ground in it from uh, his approach to songwriting, the reactions to his latest album, the music industry landscape, hip hop culture in general and a whole lot more. I hope you like it and um, I hope uh, maybe it leaves you with a newfound appreciation for the art called rap. But yes, let's get into the conversation. I'm taking a lot of learnings away from this one and I'm truly very 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 grateful to Krishna for taking the time to do this. So here we go, real talk episode 1 with Krishna. Real people. Real conversations. This is Real Talk with Jyoti Sardar. Hi guys, welcome to the channel. This is Jyoti and with me is KR Dollar Sign. Hello Krishna. What's up? What's up guys? What's up Jyoti? Not much. I can't believe I just said that. So you're on the channel. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you don't do it often, so thank you. No problem at all. So I want to get to know should... you. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I want to get to know you better as an artist, and hopefully, uh, get a few questions answered that Avam keeps discussing in my comment section. That's the whole uh, intent behind today's conversation. Okay, cool. Yeah, you were saying something. No, no, I was just, I was just saying that you know, it's about time. I mean, people, people ask me to keep doing interviews, but uh, I think it's better to not, you know, be out there all the time. And you know, there's some things that are. sort of better in the music if you don't know the you know if you don't know every detail about the person yeah you know you discover it in the music it's it's a better way to discover it and it keeps some mystery alive right so right right um so the I, art of old celebrity yes oh i love that lovely i want to ask you though when did uh, you just dropped fall off uh, with the extended uh, verse and the extra verse when did you decide right. to write that or include that in the video um that was written quite a while ago actually um it was written a while ago um we just didn't have an opportunity to shoot the video so it was just a waiting game on that um so when when the lockdown eased up a little bit uh actually it, it didn't ease up when we shot it but it was mm. kind of ending but we had to sort of put something out and people are getting restless and stuff that's why it's a really simple black and white video we didn't do right. much there were only like four people on set um so so we had, we were just waiting on it we were just trying to get somebody to shoot it and get a crew together and as soon as we could do that uh, we did okay. it so you wrote the verse quite some time back i thought it would be like a recent addition um no 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 it was it was quite uh, it was uh, so when i had the idea of making the video i wrote that verse then so uh, it was always in my head but uh, it just uh-huh. happened now okay you got inspired to write it we'll get to that but um the album's out and i'm i'm guessing it's been at least a couple of years in the making from the time you thought about doing it till now um 
Uh, not really, actually. The album, uh, I I actually didn't even have a plan when I announced the album. I just knew I was going to make an album. Oh, but okay. uh, just the name still here was something that I wanted to have as an album name for a long time. Right. But uh, but the album itself was not really uh, a long time coming or anything. It was just sort of, it was started in uh, 2020 and... Uh, Again, it was like, you know, lockdown was going on. There was, you know, studios were inaccessible and stuff like that. So that, mm-hmm. that kind of prolonged the process. Right. Um, also, you know, uh, people think it's very like, you know, it's very clear cut, but things aren't clear cut when you're dealing with labels and, you know, other, other artists and, you know, so everything has to sort of play a role in it. So right. sometimes you could be done with an album, but there could be one producer or somebody in the project who would, could be just taking a little extra time so you have to wait on them you know right so it was just, so it was just a series of things that uh, sort of took some time but i guess it's uh, it's all part of the game but do you think you've been able to gauge the real reaction because there's no uh, gigs there's no public places where you can hear the music you know what the sad part is that i feel like you know as soon as my uh, sort of trajectory started uh, going up um, that's kind of when all of this started as well, you know. Mm. Um, we were doing shows and it was actually going good before uh, COVID hit. Um, right. I'd done a couple of, I'd started doing shows more regularly and all of that stuff uh, after taking a long break from performing live actually. And then, you know, coming back to it and then suddenly it was COVID, you know. Mm. So I'm I'm pretty confident like when things open up, um, yeah. I'll be able to get back to it pretty easily Mm. um but yeah i mean i think it's just you know we all gauge everyone is gauging by numbers these days yeah you know uh and uh, the reality of it is like you know how many of these artists or how many artists can actually sell tickets and how many can they how many can pull crowds you know all of that is is the real litmus test but People, people haven't had the opportunity to go through that right now, you know. Mm. And uh, and the lockdown has really been, in a way, good for hip hop as well, because I've okay. seen a lot more. Ha- I've seen a lot more happening for the past sort of two years now, almost. Right. So uh, I think through twenty twenty and now through twenty one, uh, it's just a lot of stuff is happening, and um, it's just back to back everything, you know. So it mm. it kind of all snowballs into becoming a sort of bigger thing and right. i think when we get out of this uh, there should be a lot more opportunities for the genre mm. no i'm asking specifically because you've said in an earlier interview that uh, sometimes a song gets a lot of numbers online but then you don't really hear it making an impact you don't right. hear it in public places so then is ubiquity going to be the measuring parameter now when it can't it's going to be the numbers and uh yeah i think so but i think you know um, songs that do well don't do well just for six months you know yeah uh, we are in a we are in a day and age that things are really quick now you know mm. everything is like oh i just saw tiktok and tiktok made this um song popular because yeah. there were four lines from the hook you know and people don't know the rest of the song 
Right. There are so many songs these days that are popular that you'll go and check on YouTube, and um, you know, below it, people have commented or oh, came here from TikTok or you know mm. stuff like that. So nobody's really paying attention to the songs anymore. And mm. I think those the songs that people do pay attention to and play fully are the songs that sort of have a lasting value. Stand the test of time. Which right. actually leads me into my next question. Do you feel, and you mentioned the old celebrity culture. So uh, along with that was the album culture back in the day. Do you think the right. audiences today don't know the album culture or have probably forgotten it? Uh, I think uh, what, uh, I'll be completely honest. I think most artists these days are making albums, not because it benefits them in any way, mm. but monetary. You know what I mean? Okay. Like most most labels or platforms prefer albums and projects because it's easier to promote, because it's a package, you can sell more, you know, of right. the content and stuff like that. Then like a single, you know, just one song, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like so much of a value proposition. So okay. I think a lot of uh, a lot of singers and artists and rappers and all like they are doing albums because that is really an avenue of or avenue for revenue mm. you know so right. um so i think apart from that is album like is an album really beneficial for an artist in this day and age maybe not because i feel like you waste a lot more than you gain okay. you know um i think there are every artist in this day and age is going to have two to three singles. Those singles are going to be big. Um, but apart from that, the rest of the songs are just going to like sort of, you know, fades just, away. Yeah. It's just like mm. some might work and you might make a video for it, but it's not really going to, you know, be around for the, for the long run, you know, and right. even the biggest artists you'll see on their album, there'll be two, three singles that are, really working the rest of them are just you know kind of uh, thrown along the wayside and uh, i mean there are exceptions to this i'm internationally yeah. like there's a there's a drake who's every song starts charting you know but uh, that's that's a very small sort of number of artists that can do that and mm -hmm. i don't think there are artists in india that can do that okay. so uh, so i think uh, albums aren't really like uh, beneficial apart from you know what I said earlier, mm. and um, and if and I mean if you have the luxury to experiment with it, then great. Okay. You know, but then you got to be in it for just the art. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's just like I'm just doing this as a project that I feel like I can express myself fully and get I have into a lot things to say that I and don't. yeah, yeah, and I I can use styles and do things that people you know might not necessarily dig in a single, but mm. I get the opportunity to present it in this project you know okay um, but i'm surprised yeah. to hear you say that it actually makes sense monetarily because i feel like the audiences today don't have patience so they'll the, an album will release and then one month later they'll start demanding new music hundred percent hundred percent that's that's what happens with me as well like i put out the album and uh three weeks later there'll be people asking me like where are the new songs you right know? Uh, so i mean that's that's the way it is mm. but uh, especially here mm. people have a very short memory because of all the content people don't get into it 
you know what yes. i mean yes like they're not like, like into and marinate in it and like listen to it right like over. like i remember when we used to buy albums back in the yeah. day like cd's and yeah. i have like hundreds of them i have like hundreds of like hip hop cd's that i can't even play anymore because i don't have a cd player but uh but like those albums like i remember like just playing them over and over and over Same. again yeah and it was just like it was an experience because it was also like i feel like it was something about buying something physical mm like you know you bought the and cd adding to your library like, and keeping it on the shelf at home yeah and like you had that little pamphlet inside that you could read and like yes, you know all that other, all that yeah yeah with the lyrics with the credits with like you know some rap albums had really like sto- like cartoon storytelling inside those little panels and stuff like that so i think all of that added to the you know the value of the charm the, of know, it Yeah. Yeah. So I think all of that has gone away now. So mm. it's just, it's just, it is what it is. You put out music; it's there the next day, and it's gone the next. It's gone. Yeah. So where are you the happiest then? When you're writing a song, or when you're recording a song in the studio, or when you're performing it on stage? Um, I think I'm the happiest when I record a song that I like. Ah, in the studio, which is rare. Yeah. yeah. Really. which is rare yeah so like which is rare because i generally don't tend to like you know love my stuff it's just it's just the person i am i have to like really go through like a lot like i have to go through it a lot of times to even like feel like okay this is something i want to do you know mm-hmm. um, there are there are plenty of artists there are artists that you know can write in like 20 minutes and get done with it um i don't feel like that's where my best work comes from Okay. I feel like I'm I'm the person who sits and thinks and then wants well, to change it and then you know do things like you know all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um that being said there are times that like you know stuff just flows really quickly. Right. You know but that those are just times that's not always. Right. And uh, so I feel like when I record a song that I like that's the best moment for me. Like the happiest when I'm done recording mm-hmm. yeah. nice so then um talking about how you write i wanted to get to your creative process as well is it that you just said that you write over and over and the the way your verses at least the way i i perceive them there's so much packed in every line and every bar um you know multiple references and double triple entendres all of that do you try and make sure when you're going over it again that you don't waste a single word or do you just write it all in one one go and then it's done no actually uh, to be honest uh, i'll i'll i mean being completely honest i feel like the best lines don't come out of thought they just come uh, right. out and then like you know there is already sort of some thought behind it i don't know I, it's really hard to explain for me because sometimes it's just like i wonder like oh you know i can look back to certain lyrics and stuff and i wonder like how i wrote that you right. know because yeah. i don't know how i wrote it i just wrote it you it know it was flowing. in the moment yeah. it was in the moment it happened there are times where i feel like okay this is happening but um like i i know a punchline right mm-hmm. i have a punchline in my head now i want to work the punchline so i i sort of have that stand up comedy method where i go back and sort of build on the punchline right. if that is a specific punchline that i want to say right. you know otherwise otherwise a lot of times it just it just flows the way it is 
Okay, interesting. So what I've noticed also in your songs is there's a very intriguing um, sort of combination in your personality where on the one side, there's so much there's so much bravado and confidence. And then on the other side, there's also a lot of vulnerability and like honesty. Um, like your first sentence in the Still Here album is Ye Gehra Hai Dard. Um, and there's yeah, a lot of... Dard, yeah, Gehra Hai Dard, Right. And in, even in Dream, you're sort of, you know, uh, expressing your uh, yourself and opening up. So how do you balance these two when you're writing? Does one side of your personality overtake the other usually or how is it? Oh, uh, I think mostly it's it's the rapper in me that's sort of out here, you know, mm. who's doing the talking. And then there are times that I have to make a con- uh, conscious decision to sort of be like, okay, you know, I want to speak about stuff that I don't usually speak about or I want to express myself the way I don't express myself normally. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's a it's a it's an effort that I think of and I put in. Mm. Uh, so I start with that. So I start with, okay, this is the type of song I want it to be, you mm. know, mm. and then just stay in tune with that, you know. Okay. Uh, but mostly it's it's the it's the rapper in me because I, I guess it's just how, how we train ourselves, you know. Right. You know, I've trained my, I train myself, I train myself personally watching other people's videos and listening to other people's songs and i mean like indian rappers whatever whoever i might consider is doing a good job or whatever that's how i i listen to it mm. and then you know the devil on my shoulder says you can do better than this and then you'll go and like write something that you feel is better in whatever way it is you know right, right. so it's just it's just the sort of the competitive nature of what hip-hop is and right. um, the way i have trained myself to write okay because i hear it said so often that you know for anyone to be able to be a real true artist they have to be okay with being vulnerable and open and expressing right and i've always wondered how right. do rappers balance that because they have to be so super confident and you know um almost ready to battle any time and then they also have to be honest in their verses and their lines so i think it also comes with the with age i think when you're mm-hmm. younger you don't want to be like i also think uh, i mean when you're young do you really know yourself fully do you really know your weaknesses? Do you really know what your shortcomings are or all of that? You don't. So, mm. you know, how do you express it? Right. So as you sort of mature and as you gain the experience that you gain, you are able to vocalize those things uh, much easier. Mm. Uh, so I, I feel like that's a factor as well. Like if you, for example, listen to Jay-Z 25 years, 20 years ago, not mm. 25, maybe 20 years ago. It was a lot of, you know, talking about girls and, you know, talking about how he sold drugs to now where he's talking about, you know, his wife and like his investments and, you know, his businesses and, you know, uh, uplifting sort of black uh, youth and all of that stuff. So it's, 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 I think it's a factor of age as well. Mm. It's interesting you brought up age because I have a question here. Uh, the age card has sort of been played against you in some beats, right. and you know people uh, when they and people still this. don't know how old I am. 
Is that maybe a good thing? <laughs> there's still there's still guesses going around. <laughs> really, that's a good thing. I think yeah. keep that a mystery yeah. as well. But you know, and uh, I want to ask you, and I'm going to be misquoting some great minds mm-hmm. here. But there are two schools of thought. On the one end, there is um, the older I get, um, the more confident I get because I've learned more, I've experienced more, right? And on right. the o- other end is the older I get, the more I realize what I don't know. So I'm less cocky and I'm more humble. So between right. these two extreme ends, where do you see yourself right now? Um, honestly, I'm I'm just willing to I'm willing to learn at any point. Mm-hmm. I have not. I don't feel like I have even. reached near the ceiling that i can reach you know what i mean yeah. like artistically or exposure wise or every i mean in any aspect of this music i feel like i have a lot more to sort of gain and to give you know so right. i'm i'm open to whatever if you know if tomorrow like some uh, some 21 year old rapper comes to me and then he does something that better than me or he can do a certain thing that's better than me and mm. he has a technique for it i'm obviously going to value that technique because mm. you know it's not necessary that you have to know everything right. you don't have to know everything yeah but uh, you have to be open to it though you know and uh, as i said earlier like you know the whole challenging myself thing is part of that is part of mm-hmm. how i feel like you know this is this is not it you know mm, mm. Uh, there are things that i am better at today than i was 10 years ago maybe but there are still things that i am going to be better at 5 years that i still have to know. learn right yeah. yeah so you're constantly so, in that learner mode and yeah i mean you can't rest the day you start resting and start thinking that this is it then this is it right right lovely but uh, having said that uh, and um, you know just every day when you wake up you kind of wake up to maybe someone saying something about you online or in in a live session somewhere or releasing a diss against you how do you have you come to peace with the hatred that comes with the game or it gets to you sometimes in fact i was uh, i i feel like i am a lot better equipped to handle it than a lot of people i know and i don't know why that is Mm. it just it is the way it is you know mm. um i don't even like honestly i think people are bored of doing that with me because i don't get that anymore you know there was a there was a time when it was like you know i used to get like a lot of like hate and like people you know saying things and it doesn't happen that much anymore it's just i think it's just people have moved on from it and uh i'm quite immune to it too maybe i don't see it anymore maybe okay. i don't feel it anymore you know i've just i've just come to develop really thick skin so i don't care that much mm. uh so it just i mean it doesn't matter at the end of the day people who are sitting on instagram <laughs> posting memes or you know posting comments and stuff like that like you just you just think what do they have going on Mm. that is going to you know that is going to impact your life it's not right they probably don't have anything going on they probably just sitting at home really bored you know right. what i mean right so how does that how why would you let that you know come and affect the way you feel all right lovely i want to ask you 
do you feel free as an artist today having reached this point in your career or when you're writing there's so many things you're thinking about will it be a hit will the will it have a commercial sound will it get accepted by you know more people uh i don't think we're ever free of that to be honest we are free of that when we've maybe like you know done everything we can and we've reached wherever we want and after that you just make music primarily for yourself mm. maybe then we are free but at this position uh i don't think i mean i don't i think of 100 things i think of mm. like everything i and there are songs that don't make it there are songs that make it so you know mm. uh, sometimes you sometimes you yourself think that okay maybe this won't work and it works sometimes mm. there are songs that you think will work and it doesn't work. so there's no sure shot way of knowing these things mm. but you can just uh sort of i think consistency one and then secondly just kind of you know putting more stuff out there because you don't know what's going to work you know what i mean mm. like just don't stop doing that because the day you stop experimenting it might really nothing might work you know right. so uh you you have to do what people like but you also have to do things that you think that they might like and you know what how i mean you they might actually like it so it's just basically creating a, you know it's it's like creating a taste you know people that people that haven't tasted a certain flavor won't know what that flavor tastes like until yeah. they taste it right you know what i mean yeah so you just you just have to do what you have to do okay Hmm. Interesting, but you know. Sorry, it's a bit convoluted because that's. No, I'm just. I'm trying to understand because you know. If you, I don't know how many of my reactions you watched, but early on, when uh, I think one of your earlier songs that I reacted to, I was very uh, vocal about how I admire you a lot because you've stuck to what you uh, love doing in terms of the purity of the art, right? And you've right. sort of uh, thought about ten things when you've written your songs. You've just. written them to express what you're thinking and feeling so right. so how much of that is is still there or has that gotten some added things over time no not really actually my what has worked for me i feel is also the fact that people like me for what i do and mm. what i do you mm. know what you know what i mean yeah the way i write is the way i write this mm. is it's not a way that anyone else wrote they might write now right you know yeah now people have started doing all these things but i have been doing this for i don't know when like this is how it started and this is how it is you know mm. so i haven't really changed what my core competency is i'm i'm still doing what i'm doing and i like doing it yeah but what happens is that you feel like you don't want to plateau so mm. if you don't want to plateau you will feel in your head that okay maybe i should also do this and maybe i should also try this you know which will sort of help me break out of this little box right you know right so that is i think that is important yeah and i think that is important for every artist right you know you can't you you might be good at what you do but you can't be content with just doing that right which is why i think the thought behind still here cuz i read your interview with rolling stone and you were like let me see if this will have a commercial value to it and then maybe the next album i'll have a theme in it so yeah i mean is that see, yeah is it people expect you to make that's what i was saying earlier like if you make an album for the art of it then mm. that's great you know mm. but at the end of the day 
I made an album that people want to see good numbers from. Mm. And I'm saying people, I mean, everyone in Bond, you know, okay. it's just not only me and, you know, 200,000 people, you know, it's like I have to get millions of streams. I have to do all of that. So it has to sort of balance out somewhere. It has to be authentic, but mm. it also should have an uh, an appeal that people can listen to, that I can gain newer listeners do mm, all of that right that's where the thought of having people like you know like how bacha was on roll up so right. that what that does is just opens up you know what i do to his audience and what he does mm. to maybe some of my really hardcore audience you know so. mm. okay there's another thing uh, about observational art and experiential art like uh i've heard a really renowned musician say this um that contrary to popular belief artists don't necessarily need to write from just personal experience um they can also write from observation uh which got right. me thinking and i was like yeah that's actually true uh for example i think vijay was written from observation right, right? um yes. so for you how much is is one easier than the other or most of your stuff is personal experience based No I don't think it's uh, I think I don't think there's a difficulty level in either of them it's 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 easy to write okay. um with 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 putting someone else's experiences in words in your mm-hmm. song yeah. I think it's it's it, then it just becomes your responsibility to do that well and to do justice to it if you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah like a vijay if 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 it wasn't genuine and if it just seemed like you know like he's just done it for the sake of it mm. then it wouldn't have the impact that it does mm. and i say it does because when it came out it i don't think it really had an impact because of whatever was going on at that time with my music and whatever mm. uh, but i felt like you know that was a song that had a lot of potency and could have been sort of marketed better and all of that stuff because i feel like yeah. that it just came from a genuine place and it and it talked about a genuine problem and and it talked about it in a way that was very real i feel mm. you know mm. so i think i think um, that that's what it is if you're writing from someone else's perspective or someone else's story then just do justice to it mm. so is that why you don't write songs about love Cheeky <laughs> question. <laughs> I have to throw um, that in. Uh, no, I don't do that because of. Uh, I mean, Just. honestly, if you if you hear if you hear sellout, I've tried all of that stuff, and uh, I haven't heard sellout. I've heard one track. Yeah, yeah, that's react it, to it. Huh? No, I mean you don't need to react to it. It's fine. I mean it's an old album, Aram, and I've and, I, and I've and I've uh, moved on past it. Okay. But I feel like uh that's just an experience that uh I don't know. I I don't know if I'm equipped to, you know, put those experiences into words and also uh I don't know how people are going to react to it. So like I'm a little really? cautious about it. Yeah. I feel like I'm too I I have too much of a sort of different kind of fan base for tough, like tough guy image or I don't yep. think it's my image itself but I think it's just my it's just the expectation of people you know what I mean mm. like it's just like even like a trap song like throws them off so I'm just not really sure if like a love song they're ready for it mm. 
Yeah. But that's yeah, so that's that. why experimenting comes in, no? I have made those songs. I made oh. lots of these kind of commercial songs that are super like super commercial sounding also. But mm. and I made them years ago. Like it's not even new, you know. Okay. And I've been making them. It's just they've never come out and maybe one day they do. <laughs> We will look forward to it. Um but um you said earlier that you're always open to growing and learning and evolving um even now. so it kind of reminded me of something kendrick said once in an interview that when he calls himself the greatest living rapper the greatest rapper alive he's kind of doing it more to challenge himself and to make sure he is writing the best verse in every song so it has the maximum impact and your first drop from still here was living legend you know you you mm-hmm. were, it was it was quite the flex so is that also mm-hmm. where you're coming from when you're calling yourself that it's kind of you challenging yourself I think we challenge ourselves I'm not I'm saying we because I feel like that's just a general sort of rapper habit mm. um at least mostly but uh, I think we challenge ourselves every time and you know there are times that you know you just have to sit back and you know kill that instinct because there are songs that don't require you to do so much you know what I mean mm. uh like sometimes like we tend to go i mean given given the opportunity we'll go overboard on everything you know what i mean like really? just to show you like just to show you that i can do this right. you know but there are times that you have to say okay you know this is not the song this Calm is down. not the song to put like 400 <laughs> bars in you know what right, i mean right right so so you just have to like you have to know these things and that that i think that comes with experience too like how how to like you know play a song a certain way Right. Okay. Because I I know uh, Bruno Mars when they released Leave the Door Open, he was like, you know, there was it was literally so many chord changes and so much going on. It was the musicians showing each other w- what we can do and kind of telling the public, you know, we can do all of this. Uh, so right. I think the, it's kind of the same thought. Okay. Um. So I was in this Spaces room on Twitter and A R Rahman was on it and this you know there was a very uh, interesting statement that was made, which is all music is. at the end of the day an approximation of emotion um and i found that very strange coming from ar rahman because his music is very close uh, if not completely you know like bang on with the emotion so how much um, do you feel you reach that final sort of product that you've envisioned in your mind when you're working on a track is it always 100% how you conceived it or thought of it or No, I think it's just it flows. It flows the way that it has to flow. Like um if like you were talking about the intro from still here. Mm-hmm. Um I think that that intro has parts that are very accurate in the in the way that I wanted to project it. You know, mm-hmm. like how it starts and there are parts that are very like uh, are honest and then there are parts that are that are very sort of rap oriented and maybe don't have the same emotion. you know what oh, i mean okay okay uh, so so it's like it's it's so almost it like as it goes uh, honestly i feel i feel like that track is kind of the dichotomy that that is in my head you know okay. yeah. about like being just being a rapper and just you know being like oh i want to just you know kill this track every time and then right. being someone at the same time who wants to sort of be genuine as well and say mm-hmm. things that are not always you know just just rap 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 you know mm-hmm. so it's just i think i think that's that's what happens in most tracks you know you can just do the best you can mm-hmm. and what what people feel is 
ultimately the most important right. for me right you know if i tried to make this track and if like you know if i wanted to have a certain impact with a track like dream or uh, mm. then dream then dream would sort of or dream should resonate with people and i think that it did you know yeah. you know uh, so, so i think my favorite track uh, yeah so i think that's that's important like i feel like what how people react to it is important right so if you're producing the music uh, for your own track do you think that helps uh not for me like i used to produce music mm. i used to produce beats and stuff like that uh, mm. but i kind of i stopped because i felt like it's a whole different sort of thing to spend time on do you mm. know what i mean Mm-hmm. like it takes a different process and most producers producer rappers will always tell you that it's easier to make a beat for someone else than it is for yourself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i felt this too when earlier when i used to make beats i used to make right. beats but i never used to feel like rapping on them as much you know so so i've just i just uh, i kind of concentrate on writing and you know finding the kind of beats that i want right. at that moment because your overly critical side of you kicks in and then you're like mm, maybe i can find a better beat yes that plus uh, if you think about it mm. i could spend 2 hours making a beat mm. right? right and in the end not like the beat mm. or i could spend those 2 hours browsing through 2000 beats and more likely find the beat that i want right okay okay so does the beat come first uh, or does your verse is no, your verse definitely the beat always comes first always okay okay interesting what kind of beats are you then gravitating towards right now uh right now um, honestly i i just i want something more up tempo and stuff because i've done a lot of this stuff uh, that is sort of dark and all of yeah. that Yeah. So um, that plus I think I think this is like drill season going on so Yeah. <laughs> um, I have some I have some new stuff up my sleeve. Interesting. I actually really enjoyed what's my name. Oza, I was a yeah. it was a vibe, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um so I was listening to your interview with Bobby Friction back in the day mm-hmm. and you were discussing culture. Um and you you said that you know the the audiences and even the younger sort of lot of uh, rappers they don't know because they've never really you know inter- uh, engaged with the originals the ogs and and sort of got that that aspect of the culture so can you explain culture to me briefly uh hip hop hip hop culture yeah hip hop culture is i think hip hop culture is basically um the culture that the the art is based on mm. and that comes from sort of that comes from the the struggle that it's based on right you know mm. um to understand where hip hop comes from gives you a lot of perspective in terms of you know what it is and what it should be right i'm not saying that you have to stick to the culture and you have to only rap about you know um upliftment and nothing else i'm not mm. that person i i actually do not enjoy preachy rap at all mm. but at the same time i feel like it's um it's our duty as you know proponents of this culture 
to know who came before us to right. know who put in that work to know how it got here mm. you know yeah so if and that that would mean knowing your hip hop from at least the 80s the late 80s your early 90s you know when things mm. were blowing up mm. how did it get so big in the early 2000s i mean there are things that you really need to know and I, it's amazing that a lot of young rappers these days they don't even know songs from like the mid 2000s right oh i would have thought you know, the 90s no like 90s is out of the question 90s is like listening to the 60s for them but like like early and <laughs> mid 2000s mm. early and mid 2000s they don't know they don't know no music from them all they know is like a lot of them know mnm but they know mnm from like 2014 yeah you know that's it's just it's just a really strange thing because that's you know where it started you have to see where it started mm. my first instinct with any rapper has always been okay this is a rapper i like let me see where he started you know mm. what or or you know people listen to rappers like tech 9 in india now you know mm. Mm. i was listening to tech 9 in 2002 I had right. I have albums from Tech Nine in two thousand two, two thousand one. You know, I have CDs. So it's just how deeply you get into it. Once you get into it, you can find all of this stuff. Mm. And there are not there are not a lot of artists or rappers in India that have put in that work or who have even dived or dove into like this sort of you know this search for new. or old or you know different rappers and different styles and all of that i mm. feel like it's just never ending and i used to get so like it as a as when i was young or as a kid it used to excite me to find artists yeah. that other people didn't know about right you know mm. so i think it's just i think that's missing and i also feel like it's probably you could say youtube and all of that stuff it just made people lazy In fact, it's all available, you know, at the touch of your keyboard. No, but that's so the I thing. Like when when something is available, yeah. Or when you know that you can get it any moment, yeah. you'll probably likely not go out after it and try. Yeah. And try. I used to go to like these big HMV CD stores and like yes. search for hours. Yeah. And you know, find those CDs that were like hidden at the back. Hmm. But what do you think the uh, the audiences in particular in the Desi hip hop scene? Um. are probably not getting about the culture or are misunderstanding the culture is there anything honestly i did i just think i don't think it's misunderstanding and not getting it i just feel like you should know where it comes from so you know where it's going that's mm. it it's as simple as that i mm. think in desi hip hop we have been introduced to hip hop very late mm. and i don't think you know there is a deep understanding of rap and hip hop music right and culture in general you yeah. know so if there is no there's if that deep understanding is not there uh or that deep sort of love for it is not there then you're just not going to sort of pay attention to you know the the founding blocks of what you're re- trying to reap the benefits of yeah uh, So I think it's just it's we do honestly we are so far away from it that I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, it, it like it's just it's just a it's just something that I feel like I don't I don't know if there is a solution for it, but 
which is sometimes you read comments and stuff yes, and you know it's that's just, why. like you have yeah. like you like you just realize like like people have no idea mm Mm. because you i know. i'm just asking because i see all these uh, conversations or even debates happening in the comment section uh, like this is the culture no this is not the culture and you don't know it and you know so i mean it's yeah whatever i mean um, i guess you got to leave it to people to figure it out yeah i guess um can you define underground for me because i honestly want clarity there are people who are like Krishna's underground and respect and da, da, da. and then some people are like no he's not anymore and it's almost like I think like- in people's heads in people's heads like there's this magic number I think it's like 100k instagram followers that suddenly pushes you from underground to like commercial i don't i have no idea i don't i, don't, I have no idea i mean that's what i'm guessing i mean uh, i don't so know what I- that means I was confused because I'm like are you underground because of the kind of sound your music has or because of the numbers uh like commercially the kind of money you're making or I used to numbers? I used to like I used to like being called underground in 2000 like 9 8 maybe right but I do not have any love for the word anymore like it it doesn't really mean anything to me right you know uh who's underground anymore you can make a song you can put it out back in the day okay so the so the actual underground would be back in the day when we used to press cds and distribute cds and you needed to be signed to a label to distribute cds to do all of this if you were popping underneath that sort mm-hmm. of layer mm-hmm. of commercial marketing and labels and all of that if you were underneath it mm-hmm. which is you were make pressing your own cds and maybe bootlegging them and selling them and you know only people locally knew you that right. would be underground right you know right but that is because why did people know people locally because that's the access they had that's it right but today i can make a song i could be nobody i can make a song i put it on youtube it's not local anymore mm so i i feel like it's almost the audiences need to decide uh, they they think underground as a tag is a you know it's like a badge of pride and if i remove the underground tag from my favorite artist then it honestly doesn't matter if you like someone if you like someone's art then that's all that matters right it's not about underground not underground whatever yeah. you know right. the association usually is that when you say someone's underground you you say that they are keeping it real basically mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. saying that they are not compromising on the values that you know you would hold in terms of hip hop and stuff like they have good lyrics and they're not doing commercial stuff and they don't have like you know cars and girls in their videos that's what i I'm, i'm guessing that's what they mean right okay uh, but it doesn't matter like if you you could like underground music but you could still like like i liked brother lin chung but i still like 50 cent you know mm. what i mean mm-hmm. like they're two opposite spectrums like opposite ends of the spectrum and it doesn't matter mm. you know because they they keep saying that my favorite artist is underground and i wish he wouldn't uh, be underground anymore and become successful and then when he is successful and he's not underground then they're like <laughs> anyway like oh he's sold out yeah stuff. yeah so they need to decide honestly but um i 
quick question. You just said uh, dived and then you said dove. And I'm really curious. Is it skydived or skydove? What's correct? <laughs> I, never... I think it's sky. I skydived. I think it's dived. I skydived. I, I was kind of confused about it too. That's why. It's right. Yeah. Um, so your online presence, uh, quickly, I want to talk about that. Uh, your Twitter bio says, I make rap music, also bad jokes. Um, right. We've heard a lot of your music. Can we hear a bad joke? <laughs> no, I don't. I actually keep making bad jokes. The people around me don't like it. But uh, I don't make jokes in the sense of right like, I'm going to tell a joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just that it's mm. actually it's kind of connected because it's mostly just wordplay and wordplay. puns. Right. You know, so it's like sometimes they're really lame. So like I just feel oh. like, you know, yeah. it's I should put it out there. Did you hear about the yes. Italian chef that died? He passed oh, away. He passed away. <laughs> okay, so I want to know on Twitter. You you don't uh, reply or you don't you don't engage a lot online. And uh, when you do on Twitter or online, I mean, um, online in general, you don't go live mm-hmm. a lot. You don't. But when you do, and this is just some khabris who have told me. You do reply to some opinionated comments. Uh, for example, when someone says you have the same cadence in every song or the same flow, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Um, what's the funniest comment you read online? Just about that kind about of made you me. laugh out loud. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, I didn't. I, I think what was it? I think it was a post recently. Somebody sent it to me about how I'm a devil worshipper and stuff. I think that was quite funny. And there was like some five, six slides proving that I worship the devil. Oh, they were serious about it. And apparently I don't show my sleeves uh, or I don't I don't wear half sleeves because I have like this tattoo of some Illuminati tattoo on my arm, which I don't, by the way, I'm wearing half sleeves. Uh, so I don't know. It's kind of funny. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Wow. So much free time. Um, there's a lot of controversies that keep happening. I don't want to name them, but you never comment. You stay silent uh, about those things. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Just not your scene? Because it has nothing to do with me. Mm. Okay. Even about hip-hop. Honestly, I don't... What is hip-hop? I mean, what, is, what about hip-hop? Who said what about hip-hop? Okay, never mind. We'll move It doesn't on. matter. People, if people don't know about hip-hop, their opinion doesn't matter. Hmm. Okay. Um. Honestly, I want you to tell me on record what do you think of reaction channels. I have uh, seen your answer to this in Rolling Stone, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> do you think? I think okay, the let me, reaction. Let me rephrase that. Do you think they're a good marketing tool? I think reaction channels are good if they're actually reaction channels. Okay. You know what I mean? No. Like I hate looking at reaction channels with people not reacting okay like at least do what you set out to do you know what i mean (laughs) like that should be like really basic i don't react so i'm usually quite straight faced no but honestly to be honest like i'm not saying that oh you need to like jump in your seat and like you know hold your face while saying like wow all that no you don't need to do all that but um if you by the end of it have a genuine opinion that matters, even mm. that's good, mm. you know. But a lot of it is just, you know, for the sake of it. 
is right. if you don't add anything you end up you know and when you put like that like not you but like i'm saying in general when people put like i've seen a lot of clickbait sort of headlines and stuff mm. on reaction videos mm. i mean you're reacting to the video but why is this there you know so mm. it just becomes clear that you're doing it for a you know a motive and there's no genuine sort of love for the music or analyzing the music or a review or nothing so no. i just think it's just uh i feel like that you guys do a good job in terms of at least you review it and you talk about the song and all of that you know and i think that's important so mm-hmm. uh so okay think- as long as you're not pandering to fan bases and just keeping it real maybe um also the fact that some some of them are like really funny because they you know uh they pander to fan bases in weird ways like i think they try and balance it out constantly mm. and i think if you try and start or if you start doing that then there's no end to it mm. you know you'll put like one video of this person to appease their fans and then you'll do one of this to appease their fans and both of them you like you know it's just kind of it's it's sort of it's not genuine Right, right. Okay. We like that. Um, do you think then the audiences when they go to reaction channels, there's a lot of conversations that happen in the comment section. So that way, it's kind of getting you know uh, the song talked about. Do you feel? Uh, do you read them firstly? These comments or not at all? Comments on reaction channels? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't watch reaction channels okay. that much anymore. Okay. I mean, so- I did. I did like earlier. Like in the beginning, I thought it was cool. right that people were reacting to my songs but then i started like seeing a formula and then i was like whatever you right know, it just it doesn't matter anymore okay so the question is then um sometimes audiences start arguing with each other and name calling and all of that when that's that's under every video that's not even only reaction yeah. channel right right so does that yeah. annoy you ever or you're like not really knock yourself I mean, out okay okay people will do whatever they want to do Mm. You know, I'm not here to tell them what to do, but the fact is that if they have a genuine opinion and if they are speaking facts, then you know, hold your own. Right. You know? Right. Um. Also, I think it's kind of weird because somebody will say, like, you know, this person's fan base is like this, and you know, that person's fan base right. is like this. But honestly, fan bases are big. fan bases mm. will have lots of kinds of people you're mm. not going to have one kind of person you know mm. there might be a majority mm. you know i would like to think that you know my fan base is sort of smart and you know they'll kind of refrain from doing what other fan bases do mm. you know but you can't control everyone yeah so yeah. you know there's always going to be people that are going to say stuff say uh, say stuff that is sort of offensive and then there are going to be people reacting to it as well mm. so yeah. so um a few times that i have not really felt the track or enjoyed it as much as uh, some other track um i get comments saying maybe you didn't feel it because uh, this is a guy song it's a guy vibe and um and i don't know about that because i've liked a lot of songs which are you know the guy vibe um so i don't know are uh, what's a guy vibe I don't know, like Jungli Kutta, for example, Ravel and Bhark song is, you know. Okay. Like, so, um, and then you know the the lo-fi sort of romantic rap songs. Then they'll be like, oh, that's your vibe. So, uh, 
for me it doesn't matter but i do get those comments so my question is that uh, do you think the desi hip hop tracks most of them are sort of addressing a male audience and that's why the female listenership is kind of low or what are your thoughts i think most of this world is addressing a male audience in mm-hmm. everything they do mm-hmm. you know so it's not it doesn't come just from or doesn't only be like only about music it's right. everywhere so right. how does it you know how do you then separate that and how do you separate music from that and uh, hip hop in its sense is a bit like you know politically incorrect maybe or a little misogynistic at times so mm-hmm. uh, when when you combine all those things then it's it's obviously going to be more male dominated the listenership Mm. and when is that then you are constantly making songs like that so it's just a it's a vicious uh, cycle okay. that you, know, you um i mean yeah i guess like even my uh, following and stuff it's mostly male yeah so and you know sometimes <laughs> like other people have told me that oh you should make songs for girls and stuff you know that it'll sort of change it but i don't think it'll change it mm. i think it'll just it'll just i don't know what will happen you know yeah uh, and i don't think that's really i don't want to get a different kind of following by making different songs exactly, i want to make yeah. the songs that i like to make and then maybe hope that everyone will like it right because when i found your music i i gravitated towards you and a lot of other good artists and it was it wasn't like the sound of the music repelled me or anything so right. i don't i'm still trying to understand why um more girls are not listening because even on my channel there's mostly a male audience yeah girls are not uh, i think we need more female rappers too and yeah i think what happens what happens is once you have those idols in place mm. uh, there'll be you know more girls trying it out and more girls rapping and more girls rapping means more girls listening mm. the biggest biggest problem with hip hop or in hip hop audience in india is that most of the listeners want to be rappers oh you know? okay mm. which is not the case in, like in bigger or you know in bigger countries in terms of hip hop bigger hip hop culture right or in the uk in the us right your audience is not people who want to rap your audience yeah. is people who like the music right in india it's like most of your audience is ki ha main bhi rap karta hu you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so i think that is a that's a big difference and i think once we move past that that's when we start really having uh, mm. a sort of bigger audience and uh, the music landscape i feel in uh, in india is sort of broadly divided into commercial and non commercial and it's not really genre specific or genre based there are no genre based radio stations even and things like that do you feel um, like artists have a responsibility to kind of uh, create music that removes those boundaries or or you know no i don't think so no? i think uh, I, i don't think it's up honestly hip hop nobody cared for mm. a couple of years ago mm. 
now hip hop is big suddenly everyone thinks that oh we should put hip hop in our songs and we should put rappers in our songs why is it up to hip hop to start fusing genres you know but, what i mean yeah but i mean i know what you mean i know what yeah. you mean like generally artists should like i'm not saying that but hmm. the point is that i honestly i don't want to listen to other genres like if i listen to hip hop i want to listen to hip hop you know mm. and i don't necessarily like it when it's you know fused into rock or if it's fused into you know sort of down tempo i don't know electronic music i don't know uh it's just it's not my vibe you know i'm yeah. i'm saying that people who want to do it go ahead do it you know mm. i've tried experimenting too i've mixed it with electronic music mm. but i think it's just genres will always be genres because there's a clear cut sort of liking for it mm. what about then rap being fused into commercial songs and uh, rap is honestly like if you've seen a lot of a lot of genres have come and disappeared in yeah. the last 5 years right 30 years i would say has rap disappeared no Mm. it's just become bigger and bigger and bigger and that's only because rap has the capacity to sort of fuse into whatever you put it mm right. you know what i mean it's like water like <laughs> yeah 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 mm. so like when when like the electronic wave was happening like there were rappers on like mm on the songs and like this guy's song david guetta's songs yeah. yeah you know and then uh when rock was big there was rappers in rock songs yeah. and, you know uh, so it's it's always like it's just something that just fits in mm. well mm. so i don't think it's going to go anywhere okay hip hop is not a trend and uh... hip hop is not definitely not a trend uh, hip hop is probably the sort of has the longest run now in the history of music yeah being as as being the top genre. Yeah. Um I think it also has a lot to do with uh, people really getting to know the person who's who's written that song and is also, you know, rapping it and singing it uh, which you don't get in other music forms someone else is writing and maybe no but in big in big commercial rap records the writers are rarely the rappers. Really? Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, super big records there are like 20 writers. Mm. So it's you know they might write some of their worst but there'll be inputs from everywhere else too. You know. Oh, right. Like right. Snoop Dogg Dr. Dre's um, song that still Dre song is not written by Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. It's written by Jay-Z. So mm. it's just so it's in big records this stuff happens, you know. Mm. Um I think hip hop is big and remains big. because hip hop allows one the artist to say things that he was he would not be able to say in other genres mm mm-hmm. right um to that it's super easy and accessible mm i don't need anything to start rapping right to become a rock musician i need at least i need either a guitar or drums or you know vocal training or something Mm. you know as a rapper i don't need anything right and if i have the talent then i'm going to do well 
you yeah, know yeah so, so it's just i think it's just the sort of low barrier of entry right maybe that's why everyone wants to rap yeah that's why all our audience are rappers <laughs> so you were at uh, you are i think handling anr uh, at kalamkar um, or maybe not but you know that side of the no i do i mean as in we at kalamkar we have like a quite a fluid structure so uh-huh. um i do a lot of you know a lot of the um, sort of decision making and stuff is between us like right. everyone okay. talks about it and it's not nothing is sort of unilateral as such right um so uh, you know and then over and above that if we are you know signing newer artists and stuff obviously there is that little bit of you know vetting through the process and then seeing if they can really you know how much potential and what we can do and all of that mm. because i remember you said in your ted talk that uh, the guy you gave your cd to he never heard it yeah. uh, that's that was the first thing when you said he said uh, it sounded international i was like oh i'm sure he didn't hear it because that's just how it goes but which i i heard later in a later interview of yours you said he never heard it and i was like oh that's right um but do you then listen to everything that comes your way do you even have the time or nobody sends me stuff honestly i think people oh. do send me stuff on instagram and stuff right but i is too much clutter it's just mm. too much clutter like mm. if it comes to kalamkar and if somebody hears it there and they think it's good then it's going to get played and oh. then i'm going to hear okay okay lovely um i want to wrap up with some quick ones um chai or coffee coffee caps or sneakers sneakers really okay i thought you said yeah. caps uh would you rather rap about love or uh, would you rather rap about um alcohol partying girls <laughs> you have to pick one <laughs> um alcohol partying girls is way easier so i oh. might choose that you take the easy way out <laughs> no not really i don't know which one i would do but yeah i'm just like taking the easy way out right now <laughs> okay okay um mc fixer and the royal rappers or the illicit cash mob um illicit cash mob reason just okay i think illicit cash mob was just a lot uh, it was it was a lot more uh, a thing you know what i mean mm. like royal rappers was we were super young and um and we were just you know messing around we never saw it as something that it would it would become something but as royal rappers me and my friend we really had a dream you know we really thought we could do this so i think the royal rappers uh sorry illicit cash mob right okay yeah. uh delhi or gurgaon gurgaon oh okay uh do you have a favorite metaphor from any of your songs or from the album one of your favorites um i really don't it's like picking between your children right yeah just just <laughs> this anyone anyone off the top of your head you I wrote think, it and uh, you were like damn did i just write that <laughs> i think the i think the bhai lando in uh, untitled mm. um there are a few more just not on top of my head but there are okay. a few more that i really like okay. like 
and i'm, I'm di- like how did i write this ha and title is actually one of my favorites i keep listening to it um any favorite retro bollywood song just curious curious not really no not at no. all okay um people really want to know about your future collabs i have a few coming i have one coming really soon okay. like really soon can i throw some names at you young stunners um i mean yes have will happen but i don't know when okay see them all see them all um should happen too i mean it almost happened earlier but i was just wrapping up my album and there were things that were uh, sort of not in place at that moment okay uh, in fact uh, that uh, namastute yeah we were planning to do together as well but it was just not the right time at that moment so oh okay so, so soon so soon with them okay so the one that's coming soon is not with them it's someone else no it's not with them mm-hmm. but you can't tell us okay no. um any song any... i have a few i have a few actually i have a few that are coming so yeah okay so do you prefer collabs or you prefer solo projects or collabs are a they challenge both, they no they they serve very different purposes okay um, i see as collabs like filling in gaps between solo projects so yeah. i think they keep the sort of momentum going right and are a nice sort of feather to add to your cap mm. so uh quickly you uh talked about legacy in your interview with rohan very interesting uh, how you defined it um and i was watching this interview with ar rahman he said legacy is about how much of a cultural impact you're leaving uh behind right. how much you're changing the music landscape for the better is that how it is for you as well always top of your mind sort of when you're creating yeah i think if i think i think um, you know it's not always possible to make a song that's going to be defined as something that's sort of change the game timeless timeless or you know game changing or anything like that but mm-hmm. if you keep that in mind like you know every time you go in you think that maybe you know i'm going to do something that that'll sort of stay mm-hmm. then in this day and age that's super important because honestly nothing stays yeah you know? right. if you can make something that lasts then I think that's that's important that kind of contributes to it. Right. And you've had so many phases you've said this before where you know you've you thought this was it and then it's gone and then come back and it's gone. Um Right. Do you think uh when you look back and think about it all do you think that hip hop found you or you found hip hop? I think I found hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hip hop was there. It was already there. Mm. it's just that i found it okay. and i think it just kind of yeah pulling you back it's just yeah i think it just that's that's what's happened like all through like whenever i've thought like you know i can't or i won't do it mm. it's just something has happened and it's just come back yeah so so it's just it, i think it's just meant to be lovely on that note thank you so much for taking thank the time you. I know you don't do this often so I really really appreciate it. It's an amazing 50k special for the channel and no also problem and congratulations. Thank you a quick, so. Quick a quick 50k too. Is it a year? Okay. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it is. I mean, people you. spend lots of time 
trying to get subscribers so i guess it's a good thing yay thank you i really hope awam uh, takes uh, whatever they needed out of this conversation and i guess uh, if they don't then it's all there in your music right <laughs> right super thank you so much okay Take thank care, you live Thanks. long and prosper peace you are listening to real talk with jyoti sardar for more daily content and videos subscribe to jyoti sardar on youtube or follow her on instagram at jyoti c sardar